Welcome to Locked On Blazers on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Seth Johnston. You are the listener. You can go ahead and just you can say your name out loud right now if you feel comfortable. I think that was enough time. Uh, it is the night of November 18th, 2017, Saturday night. Big Saturday night in Portland. The Blazers beat the Sacramento Kings 102-90. The Blazers are now 9-7. and uh, this was a back-to-back, of course. The Blazers played the Kings last night in Sacramento in a game that was truly awful to watch. Um, bad everything, just a, for, uh, a game to forget last night. Uh, I was at a I was in a sports bar watching the game, that, and they had a bunch of TVs. And the first sign that this game was not great was when I walked in. Uh, typically, a Portland sports bar, uh, when the Blazers are on, that's on all or most of the TVs. Uh, this game was just on eh, half. So it was down to half the TVs. Uh, I assume because requests to watch other stuff were, co- were coming in. Um, and the TV I was watching was right next to the Pelicans Nuggets game. And at some point I just noticed that I hadn't even been, I kind of just, my attention just drifted back over to the Nuggets uh, the Nuggets scored 146 points last night. That that was fun to watch. And then I kind of uh, realized I was just watching the the wrong game. I'd go back to the Blazers game, and I'd just be like, "This, this is terrible." Then I'd be, "Oh, Jamal Murray, look at that." Um, so uh, the Blazers bounced back from that very bad game. I mean, they they beat the Kings uh, as easily as you would expect the Blazers to beat the Kings tonight, and. They had hot shooting, which helps. So the Blazers shot 54% from the field and 48% from three. Uh, so they, you know, they were overkill, overkill. Uh, clearly, they wanted to to bounce back from last night. Um, there's the, the 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 starting lineup continues to be tinkered with in that power forward spot with uh, uh, Aminu hurt. Uh, Caleb Swanigan has been had been starting. Uh, that I, I thought that was a uh, an interesting and, and fascinating uh, idea that Stotts was trying, but that experiment did not extend to tonight. Uh, Noah Vonley was back in the starting lineup, and Swanigan didn't play until the game was uh, out of question, the, the last minute or two of the game. Um, Myers-Leonard. This was a Myers-Leonard night. Myers-Leonard game. A season-high 21 minutes for Myers tonight, um, and this was only the fourth game of the season that Stotts has played him at all in, and his previous high in, a, in minutes in a game this year was uh, he played 10 minutes and 36 seconds in the opening game, that bl- that crazy blowout against the Suns. So, uh, and Myers played great tonight. He had 11 and seven, um, hit hit a lot of shots, and you know the the. The Blazers tried to be real small a lot last game, and it seems like, you know, Stotts is maybe looking at uh, going away from that a little bit, and he he definitely did it tonight, and it it worked really well. Um, credit to uh, Myers Leonard, who's you know he gets a hard he, he Myers uh, never did anything wrong. Um, as far as I know, he tries his best. Uh, and you know he checked into the game tonight, and you hear you heard a little some boos in Portland from the fans, which is which is fine. I mean, fans can do that if they want, but 
you know, credit to Myers Leonard because he hasn't played at all. I mean, he's played so little this season, and to just come in, uh, you know, and and shoot four for eight, three out of five of his threes, seven, 11.7 rebounds, uh, just like that. Nice job, Myers Leonard. Uh, the the feel good story of the Knights. Um, and Myers was part of a, the Blazers bench overall, just played a lot better tonight. Uh, you know, lobster favorite Shabazz Napier had another uh, really strong game. And we saw uh, Stotts use that three-guard lineup uh, down the stretch to kind of put this game away of Lillard, CJ, Shabazz, uh, Ed Davis, and Mo Harkless, that super small team. And it, it worked a lot. I mean, a lot of things will work against the Kings, but uh, – Shabazz, just another really good night uh, of providing something that the Blazers desperately, desperately need. And it's two things, really. I, I used to think, you know, Shabazz was very important because just having another person uh, who can possibly give CJ and Dame a breather uh, was very important. But, you know, he's playing so well that he's playing alongside Dame and CJ. So he's just another guy out there that can attack uh, and score, can shoot, can break down the defense, and having those three guards who can all do that at the same time uh, has been pretty effective. Uh, Napier had 11 points on five of six shooting tonight. And he had a, you know, he had a bad game uh, last night uh, in Sacramento, so it was nice to see him bounce back. Uh, so his, his rise continues. All right, that's enough talking about the Sacramento Kings. Uh, although they are fun. The Kings are fun, which is a nice change. I mean, they still stink and are terrible. Uh, but they're more fun to watch, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the Kings doing some things to make themselves more interesting to, to watch. Fox is really cool. Uh, you know, and, and Zach Randolph had 17 points tonight. Uh, it, it's nice to see him. He's starting. He's like, essentially, he's their best player. So, um is that true? Maybe George Hill? I don't know. One funny social media moment from the game was uh, Lobster, friend of the pod, Casey Holdall, Chold. Uh, and Chold, I appreciate you, you shouting out Lobsters, how you how you do. Uh, friend of the pod, Casey Holdall, he tweeted out a, uh, uh, some fun thing that CJ had filled out just asking him basic questions. You know, if you could be great if you could learn how to do anything what would it be a cook you know that kind of stuff uh, but one of the questions is what do you do to relax and one of cj's answers was cryotherapy um and i saw evan turner uh po did a post recently of himself like dancing in a cryotherapy and cryotherapy uh i looked it up i spent you know five to 15 seconds skimming the wikipedia page uh, it's not what, you, uh, it, they don't cry. It's, it doesn't involve crying. There's no tears. There's just uh, liquid nitrogen, uh, and going into a room that's very cold, uh, from liquid nitrogen, it's less than, uh, minus a hundred degrees or something like that. And I gotta say, Wikipedia is not too high on the old cryotherapy. Uh, it says, ah, I'm not sure this is helpful, maybe this is bad, I don't know, but... The players like it, and you know they got they got a grueling thing. They got to do some weird stuff to feel like they're really getting into it. They do everything. The play the players do everything. I remember reading like Andre Iguodala likes to sleep 
in a room that's 57 degrees or something because that's the optimal temperature for, I don't restful sleep, uh, muscle regeneration. I don't remember what it was. Um, and then a friend of mine <laughs> started, started sleeping in a 57 degree room once he read that. Um, you know, a friend of mine, <laughs> you know, you work in an office. I think you can sleep uh, at a comfortable temperature. I don't know if you need your, your muscles at, at peak performance, <laughs> you know, to go make those photocopies. Just, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator and you're doing, you're doing more for your office self. <laughs> And there was another Blazer social media news item, uh, which was Dane Lillard went on Instagram to defend Terry Stotts, uh, his coaching ability. And I, I hadn't, you know, it was one of those things where you hear Dame's defending Terry Stotts. And I don't remember, I don't really remember hearing any criticism of Terry Stotts, but I guess Dame is re just responding to people on the internet. Um, tweeting that Stotts sucks after the Sacramento game, the yesterday's Sacramento game. Uh, so I don't know. Being a being a professional athlete on social media, I think, is one of the weirdest experiences. Uh, if you ever click a expanded NBA players tweet sometime and just look at the the insanity of, of people replying to them, uh, just nuts. It's it's second only to if you see a, a sponsored tweet, like a straight-up advertisement, and you expand on that. Those are quite insane responses every time. It's like if you could – I actually – the enjoying the advertising tweets, those tweets are actually more enjoyable than people's actual tweets uh, a lot of the time because it's like imagine if the you know you're watching conventional TV – or television, as it's sometimes called, and the commercial goes out and everybody sees it. And it's like that with tweets, except you get to see, like, the dumbest person's response who saw that. <laughs> and it's always just angry and insane. It doesn't matter if it's a, uh, an advertisement for a vacuum cleaner. And by the way, never tweet, uh, or never, never click on any uh, Frosted Flakes tweets unless you really want to be confused and uh, a little a little skeeved out that's just my advice to you if they make children's twitter i don't know if that's a thing but they they really need to block frosted flakes from from child twitter if that's a thing uh, so the blazers are two games above 500 now which you could say is good uh, I mean, it's not as bad as it could be. And if you look at the rest of the West, it seems like a lot of the teams are are in the same boat. There's a lot of teams within one or two games of 500. So it's not like the Blazers are really falling behind in the playoff race. Uh, and some of my favorite things so far that the Blazers have been, been doing, first of all, CJ McCollum is shooting over 50% from three, and he takes like six a game. I don't know how he's doing it. Uh, his his field goal percentage is up too, but 50% from three uh, is absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, he's playing a lot and he's shooting a lot of them. Um, so that has been an incredible thing for the Blazers this year. And, of course, Shabazz, which, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about. And the, and the, and the Blazers' defense. Um, you know, it's always – it's still early season, but uh, the Blazers, if you go – according to basketballreference.com – 
uh, are second in the NBA in defensive rating. And they've been, they've had a high rating all season long. And for a while, we were saying, well, that's because, you know, if you take out the Phoenix, the weird Phoenix blowout, uh, you know, it, it drops. But, I mean, they're, they're keeping up there. And you see it visually. You see, especially with the, uh, with Lillard and CJ, uh, you see their hands. I mean, just their their active hands a lot more. A lot more stripping of the ball. There's a lot more deflections. Um, so the the defense thing has always been what the Blazers struggled with. So it's that's very good to see them playing well on defense and they're maintaining it. I mean, hey, that's awesome. Uh, the not fun things. It, it's weird to say this about Damian Lillard because he's averaging twenty five. Six and six, um, but he's shooting forty percent from the field. He had another rough shooting night tonight. Uh, you know he's below thirty three percent on his threes. Uh, he's never had a see uh, a season where he's shot this poorly from the field and from three. Uh, he's still getting his points, obviously, but you know everybody's kind of waiting for that to turn around and. And maybe that vegan thing will come back up again as people search for for explanations. Um, Or maybe he's just going to have a down year shooting-wise. Or maybe he'll just recover and he's just been in a little slump and it's not a big deal and everything will be fine. And the Blazers will get get home court in the playoffs and shock the world and win the championship. Maybe, you know, all those things could happen. Uh, But Dame is representative of the other main thing that I don't like so far in the Blazers season, which is their offense – they're wobbly, wobbly offense. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, we've talked about Nurk a lot. I guess he's the next part of this. Um, you know, the Blazers invested heavily in a big three. You know, Dame, CJ, Nurk. Um, and the Blazers seemed like they knew what they were doing, not giving Nurk a contract extension before the season. Um, he's he's doing better, certainly, but, uh, you know, he's – Nurk's stats across the board are, are lower than, you know, they've played, you know, 16 games. He played 20 games with the Blazers last season. And his stat, he's pretty much below, I mean, he is below his numbers last season just across the board. Uh, and, you know, that thing looming is that the Blazers have the sixth highest payroll in the league. So at some point, you know, what are you paying a bunch of money for? Uh, but, you know, in stats I trust, the Blazers offense has always gotten it together. Um, so I think, I think that will be fine, but who knows? I mean, we're seeing Stotts experiment a lot with lineups. He's definitely looking for answers. Um, and that's, that's a really surprising, uh, growth area or development area or concern area or just bad area for the Blazers. And it's going to matter because. This long home homestand is finally over. The Blazers uh, are now embarking on a five-game road trip, and they're two and three on the road this season. They've only played five road games, uh, and ten of their next fifteen are on the road. So, what's going to happen here? I mean, if the Blazers are this team that doesn't really get it together, has trouble closing out games, uh, that could be a very brutal. Uh, next stretch of the season they could you know get behind in the playoff race who knows it's been it's been pretty wobbly and if you're the kind of 
if you if you like that that idea of you find out what a team is really made of when they go out on these long road trips, uh, then the next stretch of the schedule uh, is the the one to pay attention to. And all right, that's going to do it for me. Thanks for listening, Lobsters. This is Seth Johnston. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash SethBall, B-A-W-L. Have a lovely weekend. Have a lovely holiday festivities. Have a lovely, you know, just have a lovely, you know, have a lovely. All right, thank you.